Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If I'm letting get to that point, my kids are spinning around on gurneys downstairs. My, like, son's trying to rape his own niece and I've got something stuck up my bum hole. Yeah. I, yeah, I've let it go too far. Why does the ghost have to spoil all the food in the fridge? Classic case of the ghosties. This is your captain speaking. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy, and I've got beef. Hey, Bob. And I've got Tiz. This is Tiz. Thanks. (laughs) Like he's not here, I've got a soundboard. <laughs> Hello. Uh, how are you boys? Yeah, I'm fine. You know what we're talking about? No, I've got no idea. Talk about um, before we talk about that? anything, I was going to mix this up, um, this thing I'm holding in my hand, not just mix it up in general for today, but I just wanted a beer because I'm not going to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I ordered this in so we could try it ourselves. With a chocolate? It's the grape Kool-Aid. Oh, oh shit! Cool. Aid. Kool-Aid. So next time we record, we'll, which will be when we get back from our holiday. So look forward to that for a long time. Oh, well, that's amazing. Let's look at this. So, what are we, oh, yeah, Great. you guys are going away. We can have enough material for when you get Yeah, back. because the ghost stories is going up while we're away. Okay. No matter record when we get and back. sugar yeah. makes two quarts. You have to put a cup of sugar in it. Like what? a mug of sugar with that. Are you serious? Because oh, yes. turn it back over again. Because I looked at that and I was like, oh, cool. what? No calories? Like, there must yeah, be calories. Because you, you have to add them. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, calories. is this the Weird Tales last episode? We're just going to kill ourselves. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I can't stop! What will happen is you'll pour us a drink next week and you'll say to me and Tiss, that was poisoned. And we'll be like, what? And, yeah. and then the next week you'll just hear him all thudding on the table. Yeah. But yeah, i got some grape Kool-Aid. Cool. So we can have that sometime. Sweet. Nice. Look forward to that. Yeah, it was 82p. That would have definitely been stronger than my uh, sugar. Squash. Should I bring some coconut sugar instead so we can like... No, mate, doing the proper. I'm doing it as it says. Did you get off Amazon or something? Yeah, yeah. With delivery, 82p. 80p. 82. 82. How much was the delivery? I'll, I'll take it off the Weird Tales Fund. <laughs> I bet the delivery was like more than 80p. <laughs> don't know. How much no, is that going to make? Like eight. Oh, yeah, that's true. Is it going to make enough? Could... Yeah, that makes loads. Does it come inside? That makes two quarts, whatever that is. Isn't Kool-Aid notoriously cheap? Yeah. So that's probably yeah, yeah, the postage was, yeah. The postage cool. That's probably like extravagant. That's like with like shipping and everything. It was still only 82p. What, from like America? Well, the the shop I took it, bought it from, imports food from America and sells them in the UK. Um, I want to know how much a quart is. A quart is. It says eight servings. Whoa. A th- what, a thousand millimetres? 
milliliters. Mm. So say for it, it's like two liters. It makes up two liters from that little packet. That's makes makes two, two quarts. That's one of these. Yeah, so one quart is about a thousand. Right. Yeah, so it's like that's like two liters. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's like a big bottle of coke. Yeah. So, so should, we get, should we get a big bottle, put it in with a cup of sugar, and then fill it up with water and then shake it? <laughs> Sure. You want to, you have to put ice in it as well, apparently, because everyone said on Twitter it tastes shit without ice. Okay. So. Doesn't <laughs> it taste shit without ice? Apparently, it tastes shit with ice as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it tastes shit with ice, just colder. So, this week's episode. Yeah. I put it to the vote. Mm-hmm. Patrons. Uh huh. Um, I gave them five options, and when I wrote the five options, I already knew what the answer was going to be. Really? Yeah. The Warrens. Was it r- triggered? It was the Warrens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, can't believe we're still going with these bloody warriors. Yeah, I know. And can you believe I was originally going to do it as one episode? <laughs> I was going to go through all their cases in one episode. How are you going to Could say do- Warrant's going to do this many episodes. <laughs> uh, what a Warrant. But um, yeah. I've still got like at least what two after this goes. one. Yeah, so Warrant. That's exciting. What are they up to this time? Those bloody Warrens. <laughs> yeah. What are they like? That's meddling. I really almost didn't put Warrens in the lineup because I was like, <laughs> I wanted to do so some good. of the others. Um, but and I you knew Warrens would get it. You couldn't resist yourself. But I put it in there, and I put there was a cryptozoology as a choice. And every one I put down, I had a really good idea for an episode of. So I put cryptozoology, conspiracy, Warrens, and there was a spiritual app and a biographical app. I had a really good idea for all five of them, and everyone went Warrens. Um, I forget the amount of car- categories we cover. Yeah, yeah. I limit it to three. Well, I've never done a conspiracy, so I was kind of hoping people would pick conspiracy. Well, you should have put Warrens in then. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I thought, well, maybe people are sick of them, but they're not. They ain't sick of them. Apparently not. That's that's good. And this won't be the last Warren still. The Warren (laughs) continues. (laughs) 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 No, it's uh, it's it's good. I enjoy the Warren episodes. Good. Is this one come with another like really? Cruddy uh, film trailer. <laughs> yeah, does it? Yeah, yeah, does it? I love, I love starting the words with the film trailer. <sighs> oh, go on that. What's it? <laughs> oh, carry on. I was going to do two cases tonight, yeah. the same as it with the first Warren's one, because I've sort of done Amityville and Annabelle, the big two meaty ones. Right. I did them a whole episode each. Um, so I did the research for one of their cases, and I started doing the research for the second, but it seemed a bit too meaty to do both of them. So I've done one main, and then I've got a couple of other little bits. But what I'm going to do is crack straight on with the case, and then we'll talk about them at the end. You know, I normally give a bit more information about them as people. Bio, yeah. So we're going to crack straight in with the case this time, and however much time crack, I've got after the case, case then we delve in. Because I don't think this case is going to take that long. There's going to be time to talk about some other stuff after. Awesome. Okay. Um, oh, but the only thing I did want to say before we crack on with the case uh-huh. is if we were planning to go to the museum, it's closed. Really? What, what for yeah. good? No. <laughs> Just for the weekend. <laughs> One of our listeners said they were going to visit the museum. Yeah. It was very close to them, and they found out it was closed. What? And I was like, what? Looked what up. Legit. And the website's been updated, yeah. The Ocon Museum is closed due to zoning regulations. We are seeking a new location for the museum. Oh, right. Zoning regulations? What does that mean? Twilight zoning. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of our zone, you kids. Written regulations and laws that define how property and specific geographic zones can be used. So, well, let's be honest, by the time we get there, if we ever get there, mm. they'll, be, they'll be open again because they'll have found a new home. Yeah. Hopefully. Still in Connecticut. Why do they have to move? Do we? Does it say why they have to go? No, it just says close to 
due to the zone. Maybe they've breached it for so long. Someone's always gone, wait a minute. Maybe they were just like, we don't know what you're doing here. Maybe. Is it in like, where? where is the museum? Connecticut. I don't know much about Connecticut. Well, you know something about Connecticut. You recognise the name, right? Huh? You know, do you recognise the name Connecticut? I know the, yeah, I know Connecticut. I just yeah. don't know. What do you know Connecticut from? This episode. Yeah. What about that film? Yeah. The Haunting in Connecticut. Do you know that film? What? No. Do you not know that film? No. Oh, right, well, it's my crappy film. Is it film. called The Haunting in yeah, Connecticut? Yeah, The Haunting in Connecticut, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I swear you know, because I thought I talked to you about it, but I must be thinking something no, else. Well, you know, I don't really watch horror films. Well, no, you don't. I haven't seen The Haunting in Connecticut, no. You only watch decent ones. Yeah, well, there's not many of them. But, yeah, today we're doing um, the case known as the Snedeker House. Snedeker. Um, which is in Connecticut, which is where the Warrens are from. Snedeker. Now, this is a map of Connecticut. Cool. Stole my idea from there. Yeah. Snedeker in Connecticut. And um, I just want to point out what's going on here. So the Warrens themselves are actually, the museum is there. That's where they live. Okay. Mm -hmm. And where we're talking about, first of all, happened up here. Okay. Oh, it creates another triangle look. It does almost, yeah. A triangle of cases with them in the middle. But we're going to talk about mainly this case today. I was going to do an episode called Hauntings in Connecticut, right. which is why I've got this like this, and then I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to do this one. Yeah. But they live here, and this is where the famous Haunting in Connecticut happened, mm-hmm. uh, which the film is based on, or the Snedeker House Haunting. Mm. So the, they live in Monroe, and the Haunting in Connecticut happened in Southington or Southington. Springfield, just about there. There's loads of places on there that are like... Actual UK. places. Yeah, places that we have. Woodstock. <laughs> New London. Old London. Yeah, it's all like New London, New Birmingham and stuff like that. Norwalk. Google. That's a cool place. <laughs> so I'll do what I normally do with the cases. I'll do a little brief like run-through of what the case is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll watch the trailer. Cool. So this will happen in, uh, shall we say Southington or Southington? Southington. Southington. Su- Southington. Um, in 1986, uh, the Snedeker is, Snedeker is the name of the, the surname of the family that moved in. Yeah. So the Snedeker family moved into 208 Meriden Avenue. The house was near to a hospital as their eldest son had Hodgkin's disease. So what is Hodgkin's That's a form of cancer. Uh, it is. I, had, I didn't know what it was either. I looked it up uh, on Google. It says um, it's a type of lymphoma which is generally believed to result from white blood cells and the lymphomocyte kind. So blah, 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 blah. Basically, it's cancer of the immune system. Oh, so the kid's dying or dead. He's like 15, I think, when this was happening. Uh-huh. And basically, the house was nearer to the hospital we had to go to. It was like a long drive from their old house. So they rented this, this house, right, which is nearer to the hospital. Uh, not long after moving in, they started to be haunted by spirits. Uh, the Warrens and another paranormal investigator called John Zaffis got involved and declared the house possessed and the family eventually moved out. The TV movie was made as part of the Discovery Channel series, A Haunting, which is the name of the series, in 2002. Right. And more famously, the movie The Haunting in Connecticut is based on it. So let's watch this trailer. I know you guys like watching these. Is it, is it any better than uh, the previous ones we've seen? It's better than Annabelle. Because that one looked terrible. Annabelle did look pretty awful. Okay, alright, here we go. The preview's been approved for all audiences. I'll be the judge of that. Why do bad things happen to good people? You're just a regular family like anybody else. We didn't ask for this. And we didn't deserve it. It's perfect. 
spacious and affordable. I'm just wondering, where is the catch? Well, it does have a bit of a history. Matt, did you find a bedroom? Down here? It's nice and it's cool. Everything's back now. seances in this house people not only contacted the dead but made things appear there's something in this house something no longer living and not yet passed over what happened in the house something evil i didn't watch your son sick of these trailers are the same aren't they that is the worst one by a long stretch that's worse than Annabelle do not wind me up all of they it. use the same sound effects for every trailer no. that's a horror film it always ends it's with a same, quiet and then a it's last it's the same jump. dialogue all the time no, something far worse than that right. why does the ghost have to spoil all the food in the fridge imagine just done your shop <laughs> everything's fresh you know what you're going to have for dinner you get home from a day of work Eat an apple, it's fucking rotten. Look in the fridge, everything is rotten. Shops are going to close is, in an hour. I've experienced of that recently because if you notice when it's really hot, like your fruit don't last. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought some nice flat peaches the other day, had one next day, they were rotten. I had to bin them. Fucking Got a ghost in your house, mate. Yeah, I have. Du, 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 there's a ghost in my house. I'll turn music this week. Um, you can kill me, you can kill my family, but if you mess with my food, that's a different question, isn't it? Yeah. Different I guess story. so. Uh, do, I mean, two things. One that I mean that really usually when I watch these trailers, yeah, the even if there is a jump scare, it still kind of makes me jump a bit because it's mm. what they've done is actually quite grim, or what they've done to the jump scare is actually quite creepy. No, no, that was like creepy. At no, all. and you I know what? After researching the case, that doesn't seem. I haven't watched that trailer. Well, this is what I, I never thinking. watched the trailers. I was watching you guys. things throughout, and like so there was. The thing with the the fruit and the food. Yeah, that's not in the case. The writing all over. Yeah, that's the body. not in the case. I I was watching that thinking, this could be a really good film if this is all. But I didn't think that would be in no. the case at all. Like ninety percent of that, I was like, that didn't happen. Oh. Yeah, it's blatantly just a haunting house. Well, we'll see, won't we? Have to wait and see. Don't judge it before you. Was there a a, f- a thing in the bottom, like a a room where they? Yes, there was people? a strange room in the bottom. 
There was. Yeah. So that's consistent. Yeah, that's about the only bit that was right. <laughs> but did the this kid did he sleep in the base in the basement? Yeah, well the kid I don't know if he slept in there. He did sleep in a room with a bit of history we'll talk about. But why wouldn't they both And it was haunted room? and it had history. Yeah, they didn't know it had history when they moved into this house. They, they found the room, the but there was a room in the house they hadn't been in. There, well, we'll get into it. There's a reason they wouldn't. So they have must found have it. gone down to the basement and said, "Like, oh, what's like, shaking the door handle? Like, what is what, what's in there?" And they say, "Oh, don't worry, don't worry about that. It's hey. fine." You uh, tell just, me, it was on an Indian burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. He said, "I mentioned it five or six times." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll show you a picture of the family now this is really annoying because this picture is about this big and it's the only picture I can find online so you're going to have to really show them this one instead of turn around Freddie okay oh yeah okay there's um, Ed and Lorraine oh yeah that's the dad uh-huh. the mum yeah that's their niece who lived with them right yeah. two sons and daughter and the oldest son isn't in the picture because he's dead because he's dead He's Did he dead. die? He's dead. He's definitely dead. Did he kill himself? He wasn't dead when the picture was taken. I was just trying to be mysterious. Uh, oh. But is he dead now? We'll get to that later. Oh, but he wasn't dead in the picture. Oh, Don't, don't forget, he had like cancer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had cancer? Yeah. Yeah, he did this. Yeah, that's why they moved into the house, because it was nearer to the hospital. And the film, he had cancer. Yeah, he was ill in the film. Oh, well, he's going to die anyway. Don't be so down. Some people don't die from cancer. Well, yeah. But they do if they get ghost scared. Ghost scared. And cancer. I feel a little bit ghost scared. Right, okay, so the family. That is your fear. Um, The Fallon. A little bit dark scared. (laughs) So Alan and Carmen, the mother and father. Yeah. They had three sons, Philip, Brad and AJ. Uh, Philip's the oldest, who was sick. Daughter Jennifer and the niece lived with them, Tammy. Right. Okay? Um, After moving into the house... Right. They found the following things. And tell me, tell me if you, any of finding any of these things in a house you moved into would make you a bit uncomfortable. Embalming tools. Stop. <laughs> right there. Hoisting apparatus for coffins. Stop. A medical gurney. Yeah. Blood drains. Toe tags. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, all this stuff was in the basement. Unless it was a... Just a funeral parlour, and they ran a business. That's exactly what it used to be. Oh, good, well, that's not... That's all right. They moved in, and, and down in the basement, they didn't see it when they viewed the house. Um, they basically viewed the house, said, is it for rent? Yes. Moved in, then when they were going through it all, probably going through the basement, there was, like, building materials in the basement, but behind the building materials, which is where was where all this stuff was. Right. Um, and they weren't aware. And after a bit of investigation... They found out that in the 1920s, it was known as the Hallahan Funeral Home. Right, okay. But still, if you... Oh, it was still terrifying. Yeah, everyone. like, you're going through stuff, and there's, like, a medical gurney with, like, blood drains and stuff laying on it. You'd be like, what the fuck? But I am moving. Yeah. So it used to be a mortuary. Would that bother you living in a building that used to be a mortuary? Yeah. Would bother you? Yeah, of course it would. Because he was acting like it wouldn't bother him. Yeah, what if I... No, if I moved in and it... Yeah, but if you would, you would it bother you living in a house that used to be a mortuary? Mm, if the stuff was still there, I would. Like, I'd make that. <laughs> you just a, can't forget about it. I'd make it a prerequisite before I moved in. I'd be like, "Can you just get rid of the stuff?" And yeah. then it's just a room. You know what landlords are like, though. That yeah. shed's been falling down on my garden for the last <laughs> four years, and when I moved in, I said, "Can you get that shed off my land?" 
off my lawn. What's uh, and they said the shed isn't part of the rental. I said we'll get it off my fucking lawn because that is part of the rental. Yeah, I didn't. No, and it was full of shit, and I had to clear it out. Fuck. So when I leave, I'm going to purposely leave it full of shit. Amazing. What your shit? Yep, anything I don't want, I'm filling that shit up and moving. And when they ask me to clear it, I'll be like, no, it's not part of the rental. Can I put some stuff Amazing. in there? Yeah, and leave a turd in there. Can I park a turd in there? <laughs> <laughs> leave one in each corner. Apparently, um, get Sharon to bring some of Jack and Kelly's feces. Yeah, right, yeah. And Tiffany boxes. Sharon Ozzy. I got you a little present for letting us live in your house for so long. Left it in the shed. <laughs> Fertiliser. Okay, so all that equipment was hidden behind building materials. Um, they also found a small graveyard out back. Which Whoa. they weren't shown during the uh, viewing. And drawers, this is quite unnerving as well. Drawers full of photographs of corpses. Yeah, I'd move, I'd move out. If I moved in and found all this stuff afterwards, I'd be down that estate agent's thing is you get there and be like, well, you sign the papers now, mate. It's your house. Well, the estate agent insists, like, insisted for years that she told them that it used to be a funeral right. parlour. But they said that, that she didn't. That sounds like crap. So, don't know who to believe. But, uh, yeah, if I, you know, there's going to be some old furniture, it's a rental property, and it's a big old house because it's a big old family. I mean, the estate agent said they told the people. Yeah, afterwards, was... the, the estate agent said, I told them it used to be a funeral parlour. Well, you know who's telling the truth then. Who? Not the estate agent. They're <laughs> fucking saying. <laughs> Every estate agent I've dealt with, there might be some really good ones out there, but everyone I've dealt with has been a shyster. Yeah. And I'm going to see if this one is because I'm going to be trying to get my deposit back next month. Yeah. Well, my mother and father-in-law are estate agents and they're really honest. <laughs> are they? <laughs> Can they um, give me a hand get my deposit back? Yeah, you ring ring Rachel's mum. She'll do it. Okay, sweet. She'll give you some advice. She'll give you some words to say. Some words. So, yeah, not long after moving into the house and finding all this stuff and sort of putting it away, um, there started being incidents in the house. Classic case of the ghosties. Right. Cup moving on the table or piping. Or must be the pipe. Didn't do the washing last night. <laughs> Bloody ghost. Bloody food's rotted. Every place out dirty. I cleaned them up. Bloody ghost. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got food rotten in the fridge. So I'll tell you some of these reported incidents. Old hag, shadow people sitting on your chest when you're waking up. Yeah, that's not in there. That's mm. um, Items disappearing. Yeah. Classic case of the ghosts. Like what though? What kind of items? Like if it's like a fork, a comb, a comb. No, it doesn't say what. It just says items disappearing. Uh, temperature changes, heating's on the fritz, isn't it? Hearing voices. Mm. Um, yeah, could be something in that. This, some of these are quite specific. The sounds of flocks of birds taking flight. They would hear like what sounded like hundreds of birds at a time. Suddenly, you know, when birds all like suddenly take flight at once. Yeah. It sounded like that like was a, coming from inside the house. Almost like a... That happened quite wind. regularly. Inside the house? Yeah. In the trailer, they had, like, flocks of birds flying around the house. Do they? Yeah, there's a couple of scenes where you saw flocks of birds flying around the house, but they just heard that in real life. Um, Inside the house? That'd, yeah, that'd be quite mm. creepy. Seeing figures of dead people? Mm, yeah, that'd be horrible. <laughs> Did you like that? Do up to that one. I've got a quote here um, of what the mother, uh, Carmen, said. Um, they were incredibly powerful. One of them was very thin with high cheekbones and long black hair and pitch black eyes and another had white hair and eyes and was wearing a pinstripe tuxedo and his feet were constantly in motion. What? Ghosts? Yeah. Your feet constantly in motion? They're the sort of details that made me unsettled. I'm like, oh, it's a ghost. No, his feet were constantly moving. Like, what? Yeah. Tap dancing ghost. 
That's, that's creepy, though, like, the, the very face. No, that's I, can't, I, can't, no, that's, I can't do it. That's horrible. No, I can't. I really can't. Yeah, Ghost Stories Volume 2. Oh, that's no. a fucking brilliant story, that moving face story. That is horrific. It made my hair stick up on the back of my head. Yeah, even when I think about it just then, it made me feel... Um, okay, here we go. The opposite of what you're saying. Dishes putting themselves away. What? Not Get being left on. out. Dishes putting themselves away. Mm. Sticking where you're in. Um, okay, one time Carmen was mopping the basement floor. <laughs> he didn't bloody help, did he? <laughs> <laughs> and all the water turned blood red. <laughs> that is the opposite of help. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, there's nothing worse than a bucket full of blood when you're trying to mop the floor. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Um, bloody mop one time the kids used to hang around in the basement they thought it was kind of cool like all this stuff was kind of cool <laughs> around, like around the tree you, you know when you're a kid like <laughs> stuff like that you're creeping down the basement they were young kids yeah. um, and like this for some reason they left the stuff in there uh, but one time the youngest son Bradley uh, climbed on top of the gurney right. what's the gurney? the gurney's like a medical bed you know the, with the oh, wheels okay. they push okay. Um, like you'd wheel a corpse in a morgue. Wow, and he died. Uh, he climbed on top of it. No, he didn't die. But uh, when the other kids came in, they said that it was he was like screaming and it was just spinning around and round and round and round and round. No way. Well, it says was spun around uncontrollably on the gun on the gurney. Wow. Um, smells of rotting flesh and decay. How would you know what rotting flesh smells like unless you've smelt it before? I don't know, like rotting meat. I'm not having a go. Dirty just, butcher. You know, isn't human flesh similar to pig? So it's taking like pork. It smell like pork, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. That's like cooking right. human flesh, though. But like the actual meat of a pig is similar to like Rotting if you pig. ate human meat and cooked it in air, it would taste like pork. Kind of like, similar to pork. Kind of like pork, Clarice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Recommendation of the week: Go and watch. Like, Sons of the Lambs. Lambs is one of the best. Films one of my favorite films of all time. Such a good film. I've never seen it. Don't know why I keep leaning in. I was thinking, like... <laughs> I was it as well with a recommendation of the week. <laughs> it's like it suddenly turned into like a smooth jazz radio show. Yeah, <laughs> we have a. Becca always laughs when she listens to the episode and I have to record an insert when you guys aren't here. And I'm like, because she says my voice is completely different. I'm like, just uh, jumping in here. Like, this is your captain speaking. This is Bob on Late Night Love. This is Captain Ball. <laughs> captain Ball. Captain Ball. Um, and deep bath sponsored by that anyway so more of these horrible incidents in the house um, radical personality shifts in Philip who was the oldest son the sixth son cancer can do that to you though he was getting angry cancer does that he was uh, he attacked his cousin with the intent to rape her cancer can do that cancer can do <laughs> oh. cancer cancer <laughs> Um, cancer is all and he yeah, was continuously writing necrophiliac themed poetry that's not cancer necrophiliac themed poetry mm. or like I wanna fuck you but you're gonna die first there was no example <laughs> <laughs> just trying to write an impromptu <laughs> version there it's the example that you gave <laughs> yeah it's lovely that's gonna be yeah. fun the episode <laughs> it's just so obvious um, I'm gonna kill you first that's no not I'll kill you but you're gonna die first are you gonna, you're gonna wait first? I'm gonna sit and wait for you to die murderer <laughs> I wanna have sex with you but wait till you're dead yeah hit you on the head after the incident with the cousin <laughs> gonna fix stuff for uh, After the incident with the cousin, yeah. he was sent to a mental home for 45 days. Um, I think so too. His behaviour improved and he was sent back. They said he was back to normal, but he was diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia. 
Okay. Uh, as he kept claiming that he talked to spirits when he was in the house. With this thing, right, when I hear these kind of stories, I think, was it that he was always schizophrenic and this is just like an episode, or mm, maybe was it such a horrific possession that he turned schizophrenic? Or is it that they thought he was schizophrenic because he said he was talking to spirits? Yeah. So they don't misdiagnose it. Say, say there's a spirit there, for argument's sake, and he's talking to it and he's saying, yeah, I'm talking to spirits. And they're like, he's talking of things that aren't there, he's schizophrenic. Isn't this, uh, I swear it's Making a Murderer. Mm, I haven't watched Making a um, Murderer. Like, so the guy that they pretty much framed, who mm-hmm. might actually be coming out of prison soon because they've realised there's n- no way he should be in prison. He was talking about hearing voices in his head, like he heard God talk to him. Right. Um, and they're like, oh, what? What, is, what does God say to you? And he's like, it just tells me stuff like that he loves me or that, you know. And they're like, they're like schizophrenia. And it's like, that's one of the reasons he ended up right, being okay. framed for this murder. So yeah, people quite quick to quick to judge, I suppose. Quick to jump on the old schizo bandwagon. Yeah. Um, upon returning to the house, he became withdrawn and dark again after coming back from the mental hospital. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know moving isn't that easy. But... I've got a quote here. Um, see what you think to this. This is a quote from DreadCentral.com and their report on the Snedeker house. Other phenomena that were reported by the Snedekers included the repeated and brutal rape of both Carmen and her niece, as well as acts of sodomy being performed on her husband by unseen entities. What? That's loads. Mm. They got raped by ghosts. Mm. And this has happened before, isn't it? We talked about the sleep paralysis guy who got raped by the spirit. So the guy was raped... And the two women in the house were... The niece and the mother. Um, yeah, it says, the re- reported right. by the Snedekers included the repeated and brutal rape of both Carmen and her niece, as well as acts of sodomy being performed on her husband by unseen entities. So what do you think? This You're, you're in the house. Like, I know you're going to say what you say every time. I've moved out. Like, why are they still there? At the no, point, if it's getting to the point where I'm getting butt-raped by a ghost... I would not be there anymore. No. After the first time. Unless you enjoy it. Like, hearing a strange voice in the house, I'd be out of there. Yeah, exactly. If I'm literally get to that point, my kids are spinning around on gurneys downstairs, my, like, son's trying to rape his own niece, and I've got something stuck up my bum hole. Yeah. I, yeah, I've let it go too far. How would a ghost... Because ghosts don't have bodies. No. Maybe it's a poltergeist and it's picking up, like, the ketchup bottle. <laughs> Or like, oh, just a finger. Oh, uh, I don't know what to think with this kind of like ghost rape. Is it too much? I, I like all these I, things. It's not that I don't believe it. Why would you say it? Because it's embarrassing to say <laughs> I is. got raped. So by does that make you believe it more? Um, I don't know. I just think when it's multiple times, like if it like, I just move out. If it happened one time. Repeated and brutal. Yeah, exactly. If my wife one time said I was brutally raped by a ghost last night, yeah, I would not then hang around for it to be repeated and brutal. I don't someone else to get the. Okay, I don't know. I don't want to be. But then you wake up. If if like if it was brutal Mm. and it was happening to your to your missus, Mm. you would wake up and know about it. Yeah. So if I woke up and saw something like that. Yeah, I'd be well out of that house. Yeah. And, like, burning it down on my way out. Yeah, I just don't know what to make of it. Like, I can't get my head around. 
But then if it's a ghost, mm. if it's a you might even, if it's a demon, and like the, you said, they went into the house and said this is demon possessed, right? Or whatever they said, they said it was possessed. Or yeah, something. we'll get to the Warrens in a minute. Then, then I, I've seen spirits like look like a person, and in the mm-hmm. film they're depicted as a person. So I, I don't know. I just don't find the whole raping thing a bit like repeatedly is too. Just get out of there. Mm. I nice. would get out. Of there. It seems very sexual, right? It's like the 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 son's trying to rape his niece. The yeah. mum's getting raped. The guy's got acts of sodomy. Mm. He's right. The son's writing necrophilic porn, porn. <laughs> necrophilic poetry, <laughs> um, writing flesh and decay. Like, it's very sexual. <laughs> it's very sexual. It seems there's lots of sexual stuff. Mm. So if they're making it up, then they're really like a weird family. Yeah, I don't think they're making it up. I just anyway. Eventually, the Warrens they, they contacted the Warrens, who were quite known because the Warrens aren't that far away. If you see on the map, they're not that far away. Half a state over. Right. So they contacted them, um, and the Warrens, they stayed in the house for a few weeks with another paranormal investigator. Um, the guy I mentioned earlier, John Zaffis. So it was Ed and Lorraine and John, um, and they stayed in there for, it says, several weeks. They stayed in the house. And after that time, they basically said they stayed until they had experienced all the things that the family had said. I don't know if that includes the I didn't rape. think of that, yeah. It says they experienced all the things that the family reported. Yeah. Uh, experience yourself much of what the Synodic has claimed. Maybe. Much. Yeah. Um, so, they also claim to have been pushed, slapped, and even slammed to the floor at various points. Slapped? Yeah. It's like a happy slap. It's not funny. The ghost film. I've got a video here of John's office. I don't need to turn it around, you can just hear the audio. But this is um, some people talking to John's office. About what he thought of the film, Horn in Connecticut. John Zappis did spend an extended amount of time at that house and did experience what he felt was true paranormal types of activity. Looking forward to finding out his take on his investigation and how this whole thing progressed in his own mind. The character who was really portraying you seemed to have been under some kind of psychic pressure from this entity. Did, did anything like that happen to you? Carmen and Al would be sleeping in their bed. I had a mattress on the floor. Mm-hmm. And Carmen would go into these deep paralysis. We call it phantomania. It's when a person can't move, they can't reach out, they can't talk to you, nothing whatsoever. There were two different occasions where I experienced things at the same time she was. I was getting pulled right into wherever this was taking her. Carmen, Al, John, the two other researchers, her two nieces, Ed and Lorraine Warrens. There wasn't anyone that got involved that did not experience something or had something occur afterwards. You don't forget those types of things when you go through them. What did you see that was not portrayed quite accurately in the movie or differently? Her son did not break the walls open and bodies come tumbling out. The movie depicted a much different story than what really happens. You know, there were no bodies in the wall. You know, there, there was no family that was having seances and trying to raise the dead. There, there was no ectoplasm. There were no eyelids in a box. There are no known stories about cadaver mutilation made for a good movie, but really did not match up with real life. There was a reality to the haunting in Connecticut, just a little bit different than how the movie portrayed it. I mean, two things, really. One, if you don't kind of, you know, when you make a film, you've got a poetic license. Yeah. 
So if you don't add stuff, it's going to be boring. But secondly, it sounds like they it sounds like they had enough going on that they could have made an interesting film out of some of the stuff. But then how would you do a ghost rape scene? Yeah, I don't know if any of the sexual stuff is in the film. It doesn't seem like it. I hope not. <laughs> Maybe they made an X-rate version. <laughs> <laughs> Director's cut. So John Zaffis, do you know who he is? I did a little bit of research on him. No. He is, he is the nephew of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Really? Yeah. Uh, they trained him up. Oh. They have many uh, apprentices, basically. And he was one of them. But it never says anywhere, like, John... It just says, like, Ed and Lorraine and another paranormal investigator, John Do Zephyr's. they make the... Uh, do they... They probably say it like that to make it sound more credible. Yeah. It's a different source who doesn't know Ed and Lorraine. Um, I did a little bit of research into him, but he does actually genuinely seem... He doesn't seem just like riding on the coattails. He's... Like a paranormal investigator in his own right, and he's done a lot of. Um, right. I'll just I'll tell you a little bit about him. I've got it here. This is actually from Wikipedia, our favourite page for uh, credible sources. Uh, um, Zaffis admitted that he was initially very sceptical of the existence of ghosts until one Wednesday evening when he was sixteen and saw a transparent apparition at the foot of his bed, shaking its head back and forth. Imagine that. I just enacted it. Oh, that'd be horrible. Um, when he told his mother of the incident, Zaffis learned that his grandfather, when he was alive, always shook his head when he was upset about something. In the next few days, Zaffis's grandmother, who lived with him, died. This incident piqued his interest in the paranormal and set him about talking to authorities on the subject and reading about the paranormal. Zaffis spent the first year studying under his uncle and aunt, Ed and Lorraine Warren, both demonologists. What he learned from his aunt and uncle exceeded his original interests in ghosts and haunted houses. Zaffis became interested in demonology at a young age, which led to his involvement in cases of spirit possession and exorcism, and working with prominent exorcists in that field. He had studied the work of Roman Catholic priests, monks, Buddhists, rabbis, and Protestant ministers. Zaffis also had taken part in and assisted with the work of well-known exorcists like Bishop Robert McKenna, uh, Malachi Martin, and Reverend Jun. According to fellow paranormal investigator Jason Hawes, co-star of the reality TV series Ghost Hunters, Zaffis counselled him after he began seeing apparitions at the age of 20. Uh, and he credits Zaffis with this, his subsequent career as a ghost hunter. Okay. So that's just a little bit about Zaffis. But I found it interesting how he started with Ed and Lorraine, but then he's like, he just wanted more and more knowledge. Mm. And he, he studied with, like it says, monks, Buddhists, rabbis, yeah, ministers. That's... Like he really, he seems like a really interesting guy. Yeah. Sounds like he really stretched his knowledge as far as he could possibly go, really. Yeah, I was glad I looked into him a little bit more. To get different perspectives on it. Yeah, because when I first heard, I was like, they fucking took their nephew along. And then when I did a little bit of looking into him, I was like, oh, wow, this guy was like the real deal. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so now we're going to get into this. um, They did a little bit of historical investigation into what happened in this building. Find out why why there. Turns out some of the undertakers employed at the funeral home were found guilty of necrophilia. Uh, that's gross. So that's a link to all the sexual oh, acts. Oh shit, that's gonna shit out of me. What do you think I was waving at? Just you? No, I didn't see you waving, then I just yeah. the door open. Yeah, guilty of necrophilia. Hi, Becca. What's the episode about? Uh, the Snedeker House, you know that? You oh, was watching yeah. me research it the other day. Oh, yeah. We're talking about necrophilia. Oh, good. What do you think? Um, <laughs> Into it? <laughs> do you like it? Super duper. You wanna do it? Oh, go on, get out of it then. It's it. You've run out of stuff to say. You scally yeah, you just like zoned off. So yeah, Undertakers, Necrophilics. Yeah, that's clearly the, the ghosties coming back to haunt, isn't it? Interesting that... But why would they do that to... 
This is what... Right, so that happened in that house. Yeah. But it involved specific people, right? Is it because the Undertaker's died and so they're like oh we've got to haunt something so we'll just stay here and see who turns up well um <laughs> like you're trying to answer that with a serious like mm, well des- desecrating a corpse is going to piss off the ghost who had that as a host right yeah so then that ghost is angry I don't know so that, yeah but that ghost would then be angry with the person that did it wouldn't it mm, I don't know how it works we're trying to work out the intricacies of necrophilia but it's interesting. But it does. It makes sense that. That's... What I found inter- most interesting about that is, they did the research afterwards, and it found out that there was necrophilia going on on that property. This is where Tis gets upset. Okay. This is where I'm going to put the sound clip of you from the beginning of the show going interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think about that, Tis? Oh, that's gross. Um, interesting. But it's interesting that they found that out, and after they'd reported all that weird sexual stuff going mm. on. And the son writing that necrophilic stuff and everything. Yeah. It may, yeah. it makes the, that stuff seem more credible to yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's like the, so the corpse that's been like severely mugged off by being raped. Yeah. Well, not raped because it's dead. I don't know. Is it, it must rape? clearly want to come back. Well, it must, it is because rape is having sex without that person's consent. Mm. So it is rape, isn't it? Mm. It's just filthy. Rape. Oh, yeah, because the normal type isn't filthy. Well, every kind of rape is obviously horrific. What it just are we, are another, we trying to it another, worse? No, normal it just rape. adds another wrinkle to it. Right. Um, yeah, I guess like that person, you'd want to, if that, if this is what's happening, you'd want to come back and just be like, well, I'm going to do that to someone else if that's what happened to me. And uh, Yeah, yeah. I'd rather someone does it when I'm dead, when I'm not dead. So you, you'd rather someone raped you when you were dead? Yeah, because yeah, I, I feel like about my yeah, wife... you wouldn't know about it. Yeah, right. Or maybe you would. Crude maybe that's why the ghost are pissed off. It's like, no, this does affect me, motherfucker. Yeah, trying to tell people. Stop fucking dead people because it does affect us. That's the story. So the Warrens performed a full-scale exorcism on the house and declared it clear. Afterwards, they said the house is clear. Cool. And the, the family eventually moved out anyway. But I've got um, some... Audio, I'll just play the audio. I don't need to the video. It's Tony Spiro interviewing the Warrens again. Tony you know, Spiro. the setup. Um, but it's there, them talking about the incident at the Senate House. Let me just get to the right point of this interview. Hey, can you tell us about the case, how it started, how you got involved? Well, of course, we got involved uh, through Mrs. Snedeker, who called our home and told us that she was terribly frightened, that things were occurring to them, that uh, they were seeing ghosts, uh, they were being physically hurt, even attacked sexually. And... Uh, when she told me that it was a funeral home, I suspected that what they call necrophilia, which uh, would be an abuse of a dead body, occurred. Now, in this particular funeral home, we don't feel that it was the undertakers that did this. Mm-hmm. You have itinerant embalmers from time to time who will help out these people. We think it was one of them. But what happened was that a body was abused, or maybe more than one, and we know that this can bring about terrible phenomena and hauntings in such a house. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to skip forward in the video here because it waffles a bit in the middle. It did wind up to be a playroom for the kids, though. Uh, the son actually slept on there, not knowing that this was a coffin display room. And he started complaining that he would see ghosts. Mm-hmm. And the mother and father felt that, you know, 
He was either hallucinating, imagining, or something. But by this time, they had discovered the fact that it was a funeral home. Uh, the tables were still there. All the instruments were there. The chain hoist was there. And, of course, when they confronted the uh, landlord, he said, well, you know, there's nothing to worry about. I mean, uh, it's not a funeral home anymore. Mm -hmm. But what these people went through was horrendous. Um, there would be physical attacks to the extent that I was sitting there one night, and I felt as though I was being jabbed by a long needle, almost like uh, these um, wool needles, what do they call them? <laughs> a knitting needle? Like a knitting yeah. needle. And the pain was uh, terrible. And um, actual rapes took place of both women that were there. One was a, uh, a young niece. A niece, a niece that um, Carmen had her niece, Tony, living with her. Now, when you say that there was more than one type of spirit in this house, you were right. It all started out looking like there could have been human spirits. They would see human spirits. Even our researchers witnessed human spirits. Mm -hmm. But there was something altogether different. Besides that human element, there was something inhuman or mm -hmm. very, very negative. And you guys said their women were attacked. What are you saying, physically raped? How did that happen? How did that work? Well, actually, in this case, both... This, the niece and Carmen and her husband, Al, all were raped in this house. So that was the, the niece, most... The niece was the first one to start complaining about feeling something sexual happening to her. So there you go, from the horse's mouth. Mouths. Yeah, I, that, I, I, that's <clears throat> the thing that intrigues me the most, is the rape. Mm. And see, if, if that happened without the backstory, without the history, it'd just be a bit... Yeah, but like, why did I say that? Yeah, but... It's almost like it's connected. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Tatis? You don't like confirming what we've already heard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to play a little bit of their take on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's interesting. He said he didn't think it was the Undertaker's. He thought it was one of the embalmers. But you know, doesn't, doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter who it was. Someone like someone there. Someone yeah. fucked their body. You know, at the end of the day, that's yeah. gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, with all cases of the Warrens, I go into a little bit of skepticism. Yeah. Yeah. So. Got some bullet points here, scepticism. Tell me what you think of these. No other resident of the house, before or after, experienced anything strange in there. Uh, so what? I, I, yeah. No, that's not they, they made out, this to me, really irritated me, because they said they really um, focused on the fact that no one since has experienced stuff, and that the current residents are like, there's nothing wrong with this house, stop, because, you know, people go and visit the house, like they always do, oh, it's the famous house, whatever. She says, nothing strange happens here to see what's alone. Well, of course, wasn't there an exorcism performed and it was yeah, like yeah. before, like declared clear? Well, yeah, but thing. even if there wasn't, like, it's it's okay for some things to happen to that one family and not, like, no, that's not enough for me. Okay. That's not enough to be cynical. Okay, uh, the owner of the house, because they're renting it, don't forget, yeah. uh, says that the Snedeker's claims to have not known about the building's history were complete false. You sort of mentioned this earlier. Yeah. But I don't see what difference that makes. Yeah, so what? Um, okay, this is a really interesting one. Okay, go on. Novel, so they wrote a book about this. Um, the the uh, Well, a guy called is. Ray Garton wrote it um, as an account of what happened, but right. he um, interviewed and talked to a lot of the family and also conferred to and from the Warrens. And right. I think the Warrens are even credited as co-authors of the book or whatever. Mm -hmm. but this guy called Ray, Ray Garton wrote it, and the book's called In a Dark Place. You can get it on Amazon if you want to read it. 
Uh, it's actually got quite good reviews. But this guy, a novelist Ray Garton, wrote a book about the case called In a Dark Place. Um, and he said it was difficult to write a true story uh, because that everyone was contradicting each other the whole time. Right. And I've just got to get... Well, the Snedekers or the Warrens? Everyone he spoke to, like the Snedekers, everyone in the family, basically. And then he wrote in a post dated April 27th, 1999. Um, he said that he rang Ed Warren up and he said, look, all the family are con- contradicting each other. I can't get a straight story. I just want to write down actually what happened here. And everyone's contradicting each other. I yeah. just want the, the facts. Mm. And this is what he said Ed told him. So I wonder what this will make you think of Ed and the Warrens. Okay. He told me not to worry and that the family was crazy. I was shocked. He said, all the people that come to us are crazy. Do you think same people would come to us? He knew I'd written a lot of horror novels prior to that, so he told me to just make the story up using whatever details I could incorporate into the book and to make it scary. I don't know what to make of that. That's the only time I've heard them kind of being slagged off in that way. Mm. Isn't it? I don't think we've heard nothing nothing that direct. We kind of mentioned it previously that they might be in it for some kind of financial gain, but... That makes Ed sound like a second-hand car dealer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just off... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's enough to... I was just quite shocked by that quote, because I haven't heard... Well, I was, but... But he could be making it up. He could be just waffling, waffling along because he's not happy with the outcome of his book. Mm. Or he's not happy with the details. He's like looking, he's like, actually, this isn't as like good as I thought it was. And uh, the other thing is how um, much is he taking contradicting into account? Because everyone in that house experienced different things. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know what... It doesn't actually say what parts of it are contradicting. He just said they were all contradicting each other. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that could be the same as me saying, well, I turned in my... I came into my bedroom and uh, they'd taken, like, my plate. I, I'd eaten dinner and they took that back downstairs and tidied it away. And they asked me yeah, and so I, I say, like, I went in no, there and I got raped. That didn't happen. Yeah, like, yeah, I got raped. Okay, one more, just one quick line of scepticism, which a lot of people think is the most compelling piece. I hope so, because none of them so far have been that compelling. Cancer treatment is expensive. Mm. What do they make out of it? Like? The story. But did they get a lot of money at the time? I don't think so. They would have got money from the book, I guess. But that would have happened after the cancer treatment, surely? And also, that doesn't change the fact that the, the history of the house. This was after the Amityville. So, and the Amityville was such a big deal, and the Warrens got involved in that. That's what people use as the thing. Like, well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to know the American culture at the time if the culture was, you know, people trying to copy that sort of stuff, but. It's just money grabbing, isn't it? Anyone wants to. That's that's a culture that never changes. People always want to get hold of some money. Yeah. But I don't know whether. I don't know if that's enough for me. I think. Because um, I guess. I guess Ed and Warren could lie on their behalf. Ed, 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 Warren. Ed, Warren. Ed, Warren. Ed, Ernie. Ed, Ed and Eddie. Uh, Ed and Lorraine. I guess they could lie on their behalf and say, oh, yeah, we, we stayed there as loads. Yeah. Because then they weren't specific enough. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that, that's the only criticism uh, I really have of yeah, it. Yeah, I guess I guess it could be some weight to that. You know, they've they've done loads of these things by now, haven't they? If it's after Amityville as well. Mm. Mm, I don't know. But Amityville... Go on, carry on. 
Do you want to watch the film? Do I want to watch the film? Yeah. No. Yeah, it looks rubbish, right? Mm. Yeah. Of the cases we've watched so far with the films... That's the least compelling. That's all that looks... For even Annabelle. Annabelle was shocking, but that was like... Annabelle were, looks like just a bad horror film. Yeah. That looks like a bad film. Um, my like low budget. The DM and... at my D&D group, yeah. he said he can't watch horror films. And the reason he can't is because Annabelle. He said, he said I know that film's crap, I don't know what it was, but it scared me so much I can't watch horror films. I was like, that's the one. That's the one that pushed you over the edge of being like, nah, not Annabelle. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, that just looks like a bad film. The other ones look like horror horror films, but they're like... I remember that film coming out and people being like, oh, it's the first actual scary film in so many... They always say that. It's the first good horror film in so long. It looks rubbish. I don't know, maybe if you've seen it, guys, listeners, what do you think? Horn in Connecticut. Anyway, that's the the actual story behind that film. Uh, I told you it wouldn't be like a mega, mega long case. Got a little small bits to talk about at the end. Yeah. Um, but that's the uh, Snedeker house. Okay. That's quite quite interesting. I think it's, it's nice that it's not like all dolls all the time. No. I know Amityville wasn't, wasn't it? Amityville doll. was like horrible murder possession. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Annabelle was doll possession. Robert. Yeah. Um, and then you had the Poltergeist one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Perron family with that old woman. Trying to kill babies. That's it. And then, yeah, this was... The sexual edge of this one really was weird. Yeah, I've, I think if I was to be cynical about it, it would be the sexual side. Yeah. I don't... That doesn't... Like, Reggie, even that guy who's interviewing me was like, can you go into that a bit? Because I don't really understand, like... Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? That's Tony. That's great. Tony Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. it is weird. Um, but to me, that's what set it apart. And I didn't realise that sexual edge. And I, I just always pick one of their cases like now I've got through the major ones I'm just sort of like picking the cases and without yeah, knowing sure. anything about them and I like I knew the film so I was like well I'll do that one for the next case mm. I don't know much about it and I had researched a lot of the case before I'd come across that stuff and then I opened a whole new yeah, yeah. thing into it because I was going to do this and another big case mm. but that made me go down this sort of rabbit warren and um, <laughs> and uh, I decided to talk about that mainly and then like a little shorter thing awesome so let's move on to the, the other let's thing. So that's the Snedeker House. Cool. Uh, I also want to talk about Union Cemetery. Right. Which is also in Connecticut. Now, if you look at your map here. Right, yeah. Union Cemetery is um, this bottom one right here. Noob. It's in Freeport. East. It's, yeah, it's in uh, Eastern is the name of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's known for numerous sightings of... Now, this is a classic ghosty trope of a graveyard. Can you guess what sort of ghost is seen? In a the... woman in a ninety, a white lady. Yeah, the white lady. Every a lot of cemetery ghosts we talk about have been the, the white, white lady. Ghost. She gets about, and she yeah. yeah, a white lady. But this is one of the most famous white ladies. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> trying to build it up. Yeah, this is short. I haven't got much to talk about the white lady because it's another white lady in the graveyard. Yeah, but um. What do you think there is to this? Before I eventually move on to talk about the white lady, what do you think it is about graveyards and people seeing a white lady? Um, I don't know whether it's like, I think when you're in a graveyard, everyone gets the same kind of feeling. Everyone mm. feels a bit kind of like vulnerable. It's just an uneasy feeling, right? And I just feel like maybe that's the first thing you go to, like your first thought is like classic, yeah, just, just white. Woman, like I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that would be 
You know what I always think of when people say like a, a woman ghost in like a dress? Moon in black. No. To me, like the classic ghost that I always think of, because I was scared of it, even though the film was an actual horror film, it's a comedy, and go out to Ghostbusters now. When I was a kid, Ghostbusters used to genuinely scare me a little bit. Yeah. When I got older, I realised it's just comedy. But the the librarian ghost at the beginning of it, who oh, yeah. like screams, that really scared me. Even yeah. though it's supposed to be funny, like she screams, and they're like going in as ghost hunters, and she screams, and they all run out like, ah, like it scares them, like, well, some ghost hunters you are, sort of thing. Yeah. To me, that really actually scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. That librarian ghost. So when I think of old women ghosts, I always think my brain always goes to that librarian ghost from Ghostbusters. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know why people would go for like a classic, the white lady, I don't know. But I just think, yeah, you feel vulnerable, so maybe your brain kind of just perceives... Isn't like a, a weeping woman, like an archetype? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that on like that. Like a mourning, a woman in mourning at yeah. graveyard. That's what you always think of, isn't it? There was that real famous picture we looked at on the Haunted Cemeteries episode, and it's the woman, she's like sitting yeah. on the bench. That's a really weird picture, isn't it? Yeah. I can I can visualise that picture so vivid in my head since I looked at it. I can always yeah. imagine it. Um, I'm glad I can't imagine it. But anyway, this isn't, as you can see, Warrens are from here. He's mm. not too far away. Okay. So they turned up, did they? Well, Ed had her. It's Ed really who had the interest in Union Cemetery mainly because he had heard so many reports on this place over the years because it's so local as well. He just heard like report, report after report after report. Um, and so eventually he decided to investigate Union Cemetery himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he actually witnessed the white lady himself one time. Really? Yeah. And okay. he even was so right interested. In Huh? Was he writing a book? He was writing a book. Yeah. Um, well, he, after witnessing her and after just becoming more and more interested in talking to so many people about this cemetery, this one place, but had so many sightings. Her, you mean he just saw her? Like, yeah, yeah. He didn't just be like, oi! No, he saw her one time. Oh, cool. uh, he used to go there all the time. Only witnessed her once. Um, but yeah, he became so interested in this place, the Union Cemetery, that he ended up writing a book about it. And the book, also available on Amazon. Pretty good reviews again. I think all them, the books that Ed Warren either authored or co-authored, they got pretty good reviews. Mm. Um, and this book's called Graveyard, True Hauntings of an Old New England Cemetery. And it's just all about Union Cemetery and talking to people who have seen stuff there and all the, the history of it and stuff like that. Um, get on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, you can get it on Amazon. I'll show you a video here of um, Union Cemetery, just so you can get an idea of what it looks like. Okay. And this is just a film that someone's filmed during the day. It's not spooky. It's just the cemetery in the day. Okay. Sounds right. Well, cemeteries in the daytime are fine, aren't they? Yeah. It's right next to a road, you know. It's so loud, yeah. Yeah, there's like a main road, like right by it. And it's almost just this plot by the road. It's such a, like, classic graveyard like yeah. big gravestones like no names or anything on the gravestones I feel like any graveyard like I'm, I was about to say to you you can imagine walking through this graveyard and seeing something mm. walking behind these graves Absolutely. seeing a white woman um, because it's so like your classic graveyard yeah I would almost not believe it if I saw it because I think you just imagine because some Either of these that looks like someone's head yeah or like some of these graves are quite like dishevelled and stuff. It yeah. looks like a big ghost. And... Yeah, and some of them are so white compared to the darker ones. Yeah, so you... in the dark, 
you know, you, you like might... that one looks like the shape of a person even. Yeah, with the yeah. head on top. Yeah. In the dark, your mind plays tricks on you in these uneasy places. There's a person there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't play the hobby, dude. Just give you an idea of what the, the graveyard itself looks mm. like so you can visualise it a little bit. They're really tall, these gravestones. I didn't realise yeah, they yeah. tall. They're really, really tall. An old wood behind it as well. Classic. Mm. Classic case of the ghosty. Yeah, see that is kind of that kind of makes me think. Well, I would see stuff if I was there. I think. All right. Um, so yeah, you ever, have you ever seen a ghost in a graveyard, Tissy? No. Never mind. Ever, you have to really think about yeah, it. Like, really yeah, I, don't, about I, don't, I don't. I can't remember. You ever mind ever played tricks on you? Like. No. Yeah, it has. Of course, it has. But like, I'm sure mine. Ha- I can't think of a specific time, but I'm sure yeah, I mine can't has. Remember, yeah. Because me and Ben Hall... Here we go. <laughs> ben Hall was involved. Um, ben Hall, if you're listening, I have spoke to you for so many years. Um, we used to go up to Wing, when I lived in Wing uh, Graveyard, at night, just because we loved it. We loved like, spooking each other out. Mm. And, like, we used to go up to that old dairy, that old haunted dairy. Scary dairy. Scary dairy, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we just like creeping each other out and we just got up the graveyard and we'd always wind each other up and oh, have you seen that? And I feel like I saw stuff then. Yeah, yeah. But did I? Mm. And then we'd always bring my camcorder. Yeah. I've got so many like fucking hours of footage of me and Ben Hall walking around graveyards <laughs> at night in like night vision, like, oh, I saw an orb and stuff like that, you know? I don't know if I ever saw anything. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I've, I think I've, I think everyone's done that, haven't they? Or they like yeah. kid themselves into thinking like, oh yeah, like, yeah, like, me and Sam used to do it at the Graveyard yeah, so yeah. I'm just like oh there's that baby. it's when you're a kid you're old enough to like hang out in the village at night with your friends but not really mm. old enough to go anywhere further you can't drive or anything yeah sort of like a young teen yeah yeah you've nothing yeah. else to do so you just walk around and swan around a graveyard find something yeah what can we do at night Ooh, let's go to the graveyard like yeah. that to. Uh, anyway so yeah like I say Ed got really interested in Union Cemetery Mm. And eventually, when he witnessed the white lady, got video evidence at the time he witnessed her. Okay. And I couldn't find this video evidence online anywhere. So I was like, bollocks. Mm. But there are many, many reports of people who have seen his video evidence. Because whenever he does, I think he keeps it back. Because whenever he does talk, well, he's dead now, but whenever he did talks or seminars, yeah. he would always wheel out this footage. Just bring it out. Whenever it came onto the Union Cemetery, he'd always bring it out. So loads of people on forums and stuff online were like, yeah, I went to one of his seminars. I've seen the white lady footage and stuff like this. So yeah, um, not available yeah. online anywhere. If it is, like, let me know because I couldn't find it like, fucking anywhere. Kind of credible, I suppose. But he's screened it numerous times at various seminars. I mean, it kind of makes it more credible that he's got it on video. It kind of depends, like, there's a difference between saying, yes, I've seen something, and saying, yes, I've seen something, it was amazing, you've got to see it. So I've got, um, this is on damnedconnecticut.com, damnedct.com, and they've got a page about Union Cemetery, Mm -hmm. and they're talking about people, people flock to Union Cemetery, by the way, to like, just like, walk around at night filming, trying to get footage, loads of orbs get captured, stuff like that. I couldn't find any like real good pictures of the white lady though. So at Union Cemetery. Yeah, but she's everywhere else, I suppose. Yeah, she's got a lot of <laughs> graveyards to visit. Touring it's like around. Father Christmas trying to capture it in one <laughs> building. Um but what it says about the white lady, um the star of the show is the white lady who has been seen by dozens of witnesses and even captured on video, most famously by Ed Warren. And in still images. She has been described as wearing a white gown, obviously, and having long black hair. 
Apparently, she is a bit of a prankster, as her MO is to appear in the middle of Route 59 and be hit by a car. So we've heard stuff like this before, right? Yeah. Um, only for the poor shaken driver to stop and check to find no one. Uh-huh. Uh, visitors have also reported seeing her floating among the gravestones, and the ever-popular ghost globules and other spirit-type mists that often be captured digitally here too. Uh, another spirit called Red Eyes... Um, aptly named as it appears exactly as it sounds with red eyes glowing in the darkness it has also allegedly been seen there the legend has it that the white lady is the spirit of a woman who was murdered in the 1940s after she had killed her husband others think it was another woman who had been killed at the turn of the 20th century and had her body dumped in a sinkhole behind the church still others believe that it's the body of a woman who died during childbirth and is roaming the earth searching for her lost child since no one has actually gotten her to sit down for a chat her identity remains a mystery. Hmm. It's pretty creepy. It's still the classic stories, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's still kind of creepy, though. It's quite, like... Yeah. I, I, the stuff about her pranking. I love that. I love that that's a phrase used to describe a ghost. Oh, yeah. She's a bit of a prankster. Um. Anyway, what I've been building up to is Ed Warren's account, which I have here. So let's hear what Ed himself experienced the time he saw her and managed to get her on film. Can you just fill us in really yeah, quick on the, the white lady? The white lady uh, has often been seen in and around Union Graveyard, Route 59, and as far over as Stephanie Graveyard in Monroe. But we've been getting reports uh, for the past 20-some years of people who claim that they've seen a lady in white going along you know, on the road out there in the cemetery. And Lorraine and I decided that since all these reports were coming in, that we would investigate it. And I stayed in that graveyard for seven nights. I'd leave the house around midnight. I'd go to the graveyard in my van, park the van, and I'd open up the doors. It was hot. It was July, August. Uh, actually, this was August. Yeah, it was the end of and July. I'd open the up the van to sit back, and I'd see all these ghost lights flitting all over the place. And I thought, sooner or later, something's going to happen. And on September 1st, of 1990, I believe it was, mm-hmm. at uh, 2.40 in the morning, you told me. Morning, that's right. I'm sitting there, and I could see all these lights over near the Baptist Cemetery, all around the stone wall, and all these thousands and millions of insects were just chirping away. All of a sudden, things started to quiet down, and I could hear what sounded like a woman weeping. I picked up my camera, I had a camcorder alongside of me, and I had the tripod set up outside. I didn't want to leave the camera out there because of the humidity. I took the camera out and I could see all these ghost lights suddenly forming into a figure mm-hmm. out of a woman. Now, the film that I took of, of this spirit looks as though it's very far away. Actually, it was very close to me. It wasn't that very far away. And I put the camera up to my eye and I let it go, and I couldn't see anything. I took my eye away, and I could see her. I immediately put the camera on the tripod and let it run, and I started to walk toward her as she was coming towards me, mm-hmm. and she disappeared. Now, I knew I shouldn't do that, so I backed up again, and she came back into focus. At that point, she started to come towards me, moving through the tombstones, and these black things, which I can only describe as looking like kind of like black poodles, were jumping up against her. We call these here wood ghosts or shadow ghosts. And they were trying to stop her from getting to me. Now, all this is taking place, you understand. 
in just a minute or two. And then she moves towards me and moves away, and this huge shadow ghost pushed her towards Route 59, and that was it. I packed up the camera real quick. I ran home in the car. I ran home. I drove home. I woke Lorraine up, and I said, you're not going to believe what happened. We put it on the VCR, and there it was. I had captured it. Now, understand that this is something that I had been looking forward to for 50 years. I had seen pictures taken of ghosts, photographs taken of ghosts. I had seen ghosts, but I had never had a video camera with me and the opportunity to get this on film, which I did. So you guys had to count? Mm. You think? Interesting, you said about the weeping woman. And he yeah. said he could hear the weeping. Before he saw her, he could hear... It's almost like there was an overture. It's like an archetype, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very feasible, but it's also... Sometimes when they give these accounts, they're just a bit too much detail. Mm. But so, I feel like this that's a polished story. He's told that a million times. Even, like, Tony mm. and Lorraine are like, yeah, 2.40 in the morning, you told us. Yeah, hey, yeah. Very, yeah. Like, yeah, he said. <laughs> They've heard it a million times. Like banging on about it. Here we go, Ed's account again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's really all there is to say about Union Cemetery. It's mm. cool. Um, it's, it's interesting that she's this, this woman's popping up in multiple places. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got one more account of Union Cemetery. I'll put it right at the end of the episode to, like, talk us out. But um, I think that's all I've got. To cover today, I wanted to just talk about Union Cemetery a little bit because it's a smaller awesome. thing, which is obviously an important part of his life because he wrote a book about it. Like he's interested enough to write a book about it, so I wanted mm. to cover it in a small way. And then the Snedek. It's nice to get like a different perspective on the Warrens. Like it's not all just haunted dolls and museums and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And there's still a few more cases, mm. more Chain, famous to do eventually. I think I'm just gonna. Like you know what? I moaned about having to do the Warrens again. This is like my my curse. But you know what? When I started researching it, I really got into it again. And I started researching stuff for the next Warren's episode as well because I was just like, I, I get into it and I'm like chasing like the, the storyline of these mm. people, these like, characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've got a few other cases that are all different again. Like some one, one I really want to talk about tonight because it was so interesting and different again. But we'll get around to it. I reckon, realistically, I've probably got two more episodes of cases. Okay. And then maybe I'll do like a wrap-up. At the end of like just the bits and bobs they've done. Cool. So two to three more episodes of Warrens. But what I'm going to do from now on, I think, is I'll do like a Warrens episode, and then my next one will be something else, and then my next one will be Warrens. So every other one of mine is going to be Warrens until I get through all these because I do want to like crack on and get through these because I'm like I said, I enjoyed researching them again when I got into it. Yeah, they're interesting stories. Yeah, and even if you think they're bollocks, because a lot of people think they're complete fraudsters, and some people think they're the real deal and they're the greatest mm. ghost hunters of all time, and they're such divisive people. For an they still, story. yeah, they're still really cool stories. Yeah, which is why the books of their cases are so well. They've written like five different books. Yeah, um, and they all sell well and stuff. So mm. that's the Warrens. Awesome. So, is there so, any? Thanks very much. Anything thanks. else thanks. we need to uh, go over? I don't think so. Tis no. Listen okay. of the week, not um, Anthony Anderson. Listen of the week. Yeah, where is my? I made a note of listen of the week, and I've lost it. Not Anthony Anderson. Oh, listener of the week. Anthony Anderson. Boom. Well, it's not Anthony Anderson, obviously. It goes without saying. But I am going to say it. Not listener of the week, Anthony. Uh, listener of the week this week, a guy called Benji Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on our Facebook quite a lot. Yeah. He's been on our Twitter. He's been all over the place. But he sent us uh, a multiple Hitler stories this week. I'm only get one Hitler story from someone. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. He sent me multiple, and they were brilliant. And it made me wish we hadn't done weird news last time, because I wanted to talk about them. 
Yeah. Amazing. So thanks for your Hitler stories, man. There were some real Hitler juicy news. ones. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. We'll have to do a Hitler news special or something. <laughs> Hitler news um, So Benji Murphy, listener of the week, thanks for the Hitler stories. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, dude. Thanks for following, commenting, listening, everything else. Yeah. So before I do the outro stuff, I just want to... Um, bring up something which I mentioned at the beginning of the episode which I forgot to bring up again when we looked at the photograph I said that he was alive at the time the photograph was taken Philip Snedeker um, and he did survive all the things and he did um, he did actually get better but his cancer did unfortunately come back and he did eventually die in 2012 so his death was nothing to do with the uh, original haunting uh, quickly do the outro stuff then we can listen to this other report of the white lady at Union Cemetery so if you go on weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com, everything you need's on there. There's a little bar on the right. You can press the donate if you want to be generous, a one-off donation, or you can click Patreon and become a patron from as little as $1 a month. You can support the show. And um, $1 you get to vote on upcoming episodes. $2 you get uh, the, all the offcuts from our recording sessions fortnightly after the episode comes up. $3 you get original music once a month from me and or Tiss. Um, and we're looking to add more stuff and ideas for t-shirts coming soon still working on that we're kind of busy at the moment but as soon as i've moved house uh, i'm going to get straight on that you can also contact us directly at unexplainableuk at mail.com or on the contact page on the website also on the website are links to our twitters and facebook and everything like that so come say hi come talk to us we really like it hearing from everyone and of course the accompanying blog post for every episode including this one with links and appropriate materials and all the videos and stuff we watched on here so you can see for yourself that's all on the website too and also uh, i really want to put this request out because we haven't had any for a while and they do really help so if you've got a spare five minutes and want to help out in a non-monetary way just don't leave us a rating and review on itunes because that really really helps so thanks in advance for doing that uh, next week, uh, me and Tissy, well, Tiss is on holiday, and then about two weeks into his holiday, I'm going to be meeting him on holiday. So we're going to have a little joint holiday. Beef yeah. staying home with Jolly. Yeah. Holly holiday. But what we have, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to mash together a little ghost stories volume. Um, it's a pretty good one. We've got some really good stories, including Charlie's story. Oh, yeah. Finally. Oh, that's one. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not listen to that. Some really good ghost stories. Like you, if you like your ghost stories, if you like this episode and you like your ghost stories, you're going to like next time. If you love this, you'll like that. If you like shitting your pants. If you love that, then this is all right. (laughs) No, some really, really good ghost stories. We've read some ourselves. We've talked to Charlie, who was on our Sanity episode. She's got one. And I also interviewed a listener over Skype with some really cool stories of a house he lived in. In all seriousness, if you do like ghost stories, Charlie's is... Probably the the best one I've ever. Yeah, had. I might just put that one right up on Front Street. Like when that episode starts, it's just like Charlie's story. No, Get it no you've got a headline. It's got to be a headliner. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it all comes together. I've got to edit it together this weekend to cover us for our holiday, and then when we come back from holiday, Beefy's going to have an episode. He's going to be getting an episode ready for us while we're on holiday to, to come back and record. Bang out as soon as we get together. Yeah, yeah. as soon as we get off the plane, we're going to get <laughs> straight over. <here. laughs> Back Where are you going? You you guys are going to? Uh, well, Tissy's interrailing. Yeah, yeah. You and... go, where you, where are you going again? Um, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Berlin, Prague, Austria. No, who are you going with? Lars. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Lauren, who I keep forgetting? Yeah, well, who she was I keep on our who you going the episode, with. the discussion episode on the unexplainable. 
Uh, Tissa's going into rounding with Lauren, and me and Becca are going to Vienna on holiday um, again, just because Vienna is one of my favourite cities in the world. And then we're going to get a train over to Salzburg and meet Tissy and Lauren and have a few days nice. over there. So when do you go? Tiss mm, next Monday. When are you go? I go on the fourteenth, and I'm in uh, Vienna for four days, and then I'm over in Salzburg for four days. July. Yeah. Wicked. So you're away for like a month, aren't you? Three yeah. weeks, three and a half weeks. Yeah, three, f- less than three weeks actually. Nice. Monday to a Friday, so three weeks. So anyway, oh. yeah, that's what's happening. You're going to get a ghost stories to fill in. We've we've done enough recording to cover us while we're on our holidays. Then we're going to come back and Beef's going to knock us out with something amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Knock out of the park. Cool. Okay. Well, okay, so I said I had another account um, of the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I had my experience with the white lady, I think it was a month or two before yeah. you got her on film. Mm-hmm. I was coming home from work. I was working in Fairfield at the time. And it was about 12, 31 o'clock in the morning. I'm driving home. I'd just gotten off of work. I was wide awake, all wound up, and uh, got up to Sport Hill Road and 59 where it crosses. There was a slight mist on the road. Mm-hmm. The road was a little damp and, you know, fog about maybe a foot high. Yep. It wasn't unusual for the area. Uh, got up, came up the hill a little bit, and as I came up the hill coming up past the cemetery, I felt like someone was on my right side. Mm-hmm. And I looked over. And there was a person, just like Ed, sitting here, that solid, sitting there and on a little brown scrunched-up hat, a little scruff on his face. At the time, I had no hair on my face. I was clean-shaving at the time. So it definitely wasn't my reflection in the window. I did one of those, looked forward, looked back. That figure was gone. And in front of me, I'd say a good 60, 70 feet in front of me, there was a woman standing in the road. Mm-hmm. I, I tapped on the brakes. I didn't jam them on because mm-hmm. the road was a little slick. Okay. And as soon as I tapped on the brakes, she went from about 70 feet out to right in front of the car. And the thing that I remember the most was her hand came up in a motion like that, like up in that way, sort of like she was not trying to grab me, but she was reaching out. Mm-hmm. And that figure... It didn't visually come right through the car, but it, it went through my car. If you can understand that, if you take your hand and wave it past your head, you feel a little breeze. You that's felt, a, it, you that's felt what the breeze. It felt like I don't know if I physically felt the breeze, but I felt something go by me, like a whoosh, like kind of thing. Exactly. And that after that happened, I looked in the rearview mirror. There was nothing behind me, and in front of me, the road turned like a deep cranberry red, just my lane of the road. Now. That's up at the top right across from the cemetery, and as you go back down the hill, there's an Episcopal church down there. When I got to that church, everything had disappeared. Um, got home, was all shaken up, woke my wife Pamela up, um, explained everything to her, and I was really nervous. I have two children, Kaylin and Marissa, at home that I thought, you know, God, what if this thing followed me home? Is right. it going to be after my children? I'm concerned. Union Cemetery, another account of the white lady. So until next time, you're not going to say that, are you? What? Warren, go on, do it. Weren't you glad? Yeah, yeah. Go on, you can do it for me because it's so it? shit. You said it every time. Weren't you glad you listened? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah say it more conviction. Until next time. Weren't you glad you listened? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should do it together. Because okay. that worked so well the last time we did it. So until next time, weren't you glad you listened? 
<laughs> he said the wrong wing. Awful. Oh, just on the Yeah, really bad. Those bloody Warrens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello Fresh. 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 Hello Fresh